johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Here we go, another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing in studio. Dave Miller's here, David Miller. And Dave, David. uh, Go with David. Huh? Let's go with David. Too many people use Dave now. Wow. Very formal. I'll bring it back. (laughs) How about Mr. Miller? When everyone else is named Dave, I'll be David. Okay, David. David Miller. My apologies. How about that? Uh, And then then I get the two wing nuts here to make you feel better. I get the two... Knuckleheads on the East Coast. Hi, boys. What's happening? <laughs> I, I said that. How's, da, how's, how's, da, how's Davide um, Malero doing? Oh, uh, real? We'll, we'll make him Spanish. Davide Malero. David, huh? David, David yeah. Miller. Yeah, they it, call me David Miller. By the way, it's been a while, a while since you did a, a good Bundesliga soccer pronunciation for me. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. We're, we, we, listen, I'm still exhausted. Now, listen, I had I woke. You ever go to sleep? Well, you see, that's the thing. When you guys live in Vegas, you go to sleep. You don't. You know the finals of every game before you basically go to sleep. You're not like you don't. You're not like us where we can literally wake up winners or wake up losers. We like it that way. How about that? 
How about that 16-inning loser I had last night? Yeah. I mean, really, San Francisco? What's going on there? Were you a double uh, loser? Did you stay up the whole time? No. Thank <laughs> God I was not a double. I had clients texting me telling me that, that they watched the game, and I'm like, I would never watch the game. And I bet it was 3-1. to one. I woke up. I logged into my account. The balance didn't look right. I thought there was a grading error. And then I realized the only error was the final score of the game. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, bud. So what's it exciting? What's what's Michael doing? What's up with him? Yeah, I'm having um, I'm having some buyer's remorse from a couple trades from last week in fantasy. It was a rough week for me. I lost Saquon. It's just a rough go around. I'm mourning the loss for the next four to eight weeks of this guy. And John's son, he's making trades. He's he's making moves. And look, he he's actually probably got a better fantasy team, and he's playing for no money. And a big money league, and I'm I'm struggling to put a starting line. Well, listen, I I mean I can get your credit card. My son will hook you up. We'll sell it. We'll I don't have know. Him, uh... So the high stakes made you have bad decisions. That's what I got out of that. Yeah. He's playing. He yeah, doesn't maybe, care. Maybe, Dave, you get you give me. Even though you're not a fantasy player, you try to give me the best advice going into these games, and I try to make great decisions. But at the end of the day, you can't predict injury in this game and in football. The, the hits in the NFL are absolutely insane. These players are hurt. They play hurt, and you just don't know half the time. And they try to go through it, and, and they really shouldn't be out there. And concussions and everything, it's it's, it's a free-for-all. You know, and that's you, why You can laugh at the fantasy stuff all you want, but I'm telling you, the best bet of the year was Odell Beckham over 85 and a half yards uh, at, at the Jets. Odell Beckham going back to New York. That that was that was a cupcake, and I'm proud of myself, Mike. After week one, the guy's been a gold mine. We talk about you're going to win these leagues. Um, the uh, the pickup's going to be a difference maker for you. I got the Terry McLaurin kid from Washington. He's been a gold mine for two weeks. I want to I want to ask you a question, uh, Brian and and Dave actually, but specifically Brian first, and then Dave. What do you think of the? Um, when teams in college football so here's the thing I, i'm not handicappers everybody knows i don't pick games i'm i'm i have the worst personal opinion of anybody in the world which is why i have access to all these professional betting groups including you dave and other people and uh but sometimes things stick out to me like for instance i'm in baltimore maryland um maryland went week two to temple and upset temple and I, i'm looking at this line brian before the game i should have called you and i'm like Buffalo's going to run over them. This is a letdown spot after an unranked team beating a ranked team, and Buffalo rolled over them 38-22, to 22, getting 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you look at that yes. opportunity, and do you both take the whole when an unranked team does the unthinkable and upsets a ranked team, and then the next week they make them a double-digit favorite on the road. I mean, wasn't that a perfect spot to just... I didn't do it, but looking back at it, knowing you're from Buffalo, Brian, I was just wondering, I wanted to talk about that game, What if you uh, had the same thinking you did. Well, here's the thing, uh, and you can draw parallels to college and pros. The I've told the story many times about seven years ago, Pittsburgh, if a team played Pittsburgh the following week, they were just horrific straight up and against the spread because uh, Pittsburgh just beat the hell out of them. Then about two years later, Seattle did that for two years. You played Seattle the next week, 
Teams that played Seattle had nothing left in the tank. Buffalo played Penn State. Buffalo mauled Penn State in the first half of that game, but with all the depth that Penn State had, they beat Buffalo up in the second half. Then Buffalo went and played an okay Liberty team, and they were they were physically beat up and mangled from the Penn State game, and then everybody overreacted to them losing to Liberty instead of forgetting how they played against Penn State in the first half. Buffalo's got a terrific offensive line and a running game, and the exact same thing happened in the NFL, and that's Atlanta beat the hell out of Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was flying home with a Red Cross <clears throat> logo on the tail of the plane, and then Philly had nothing left because they got beat up so bad by Atlanta, Detroit beat them, and now Philly's got to go on one day in the ice tub to go on the road to play Green Bay. Uh, a lot of that's about the physical toll that's exacted in a game. Yeah, I definitely well, look so for the it. Question, well, the question real quick was, you, I get all that, but did you take a position on Buffalo? See, I would have bet Buffalo not because I was betting Buffalo, because I was betting against Temple. If that makes any sense. Well, no. I mean, yeah, there's two. There, there's a reason to play on Buffalo, and there was a reason to play against Temple in a letdown spot after Maryland. Sure, it's like. And then it's funny you mentioned Penn State. Now Penn State travels to uh, Maryland, and they're six and a half on the road. When I say travels, it's up the street. But you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean the, the one thing, and I'll ask Dave about this, David. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love it. I love listening to you. But go, what go I would, would ask you guys, the, the thing about. You know, you can have all the power ratings, and everybody's got their way to go about it and how it's successful for a lot of people, and you don't shoot, shoot holes at anybody's way of doing things if they're successful. But the one thing about college football, it's not a college football season. It's like four seasons. You get the beginning of the year, the great unknown, where nobody knows what you're dealing with. Then you get... Uh, smaller conference schools getting a shot against the Power Five schools, uh, trying to make a name for themselves, and the big teams are looking ahead to conference play and taking them lightly. Then you get into conference play. Then you get meet. Uh, you get sandwich games, look ahead spots, uh, letdown spots, and then you get to the back third of the season. And all of a sudden, now you got motivation with teams that are trying to become bowl eligible, trying to get that sixth win. It's not a season. There are five seasons inside a season. <laughs> I think well, I agree with you, and 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 I'm gonna let to, uh, Dave real quick. I just have a you, short answer. A... Yeah, I just have a short go answer. Go no, no. I was gonna say I definitely look for it, but more in college. And then he kind of touched on it a little bit, but the bigger the favorite that loses. I obviously want to look to play that team the next week, and then the bigger the underdog that gets the win, I look to fade them. So, but also in pro, I mean, it definitely matters in college and pro. But I feel, and especially, and then the recovery. I think college players recover a little better because they're younger. I don't know, but so I look for that too. And uh, but yeah, there's there isn't really one game in pro that stands out this week. Talking about you know like a a team that. That had a letdown. I can't really find one. I don't know. Can you find one? Well, I mean, I can give it to you right now, and I know Mike's Miami had a letdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Ravens. The Ravens should rock and roll. They should just destroy Cleveland. They're laying six and a half under the key number. They almost beat Kansas City. Uh, I know they covered depending. And see, that's another thing, Brian. You and I did that uh, twenty-four minute tutorial almost twenty-four years ago. <laughs> and you know, we say it's not what you bet; it's when you bet. Depending upon when you bet that Raven Kansas City game, you could have had a win, you could have had a loss, you could have had a push on each side. Obviously, when I run down my numbers in the NFL, it's on the closing number. 
What's that? Or a middle, right? Didn't it fall right in the middle? Exactly, exactly. But 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 the thing is, I mean, I'm looking right now. I mean, obviously, I hate to say because I know Mike's smiling, but I mean, obviously, well, it would seem that the Ravens at home would be a good play. But again, it might be overvalued because they're at home and, and everybody's looking at how bad Cleveland played on the Sunday night game and they have a shorter week. Well, it was it was five and five and a half offshore. And then if you think about it, at the end of that Cleveland game, it could have gone literally first and goal, what was it, from the eight or something? Or no, it's from like the six, I think. You're literally in a spot where it could have gone either way. So to go from five, five and a half, when the, they could have actually won outright, now to seven, it's definitely factored in, uh, in my opinion. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean that's the thing when I talk when you when you talk about having angles. And like I said, obviously I run algorithms. I have guys that run algorithms and stats. You have your way of formulating it. You're I know you're a number guy. You're all about beating the number. Did you have any middles last week yourself, David? I know the week before <coughs> you hit that middle on that Denver game. I think I did not hit any, no sir. But. Sometimes you just don't you don't hit any. It would I think it only would have been two. Yeah, but uh, Mike told me you destroyed it on Sunday. Yeah, I did, but so I didn't. A, I didn't hit any middles. Sometimes I don't middle every game, just a small percentage. But uh, yeah, I had a good Sunday. Now, good Sunday. Now, obviously, we talk about double digit favorites, uh, and obviously the Jets you had, and you had. We're one and zero on radio had. picks. Me and him together. I think. Exactly. Now, listen, what's the story with this Miami team? I mean, again, is this the Cleveland? Everybody's going to play them every week, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, they, you know, again, they found a way not to cover the game. I'm just curious. Come on, man. Are we going to ride Miami every week? Or no. What? All right. You know what? I just got to do it because I, I, I think, and I would. Li- it's not going to happen, I don't believe. If it were to get to 17, it was I, for a second. It was, but I, I, I would, I would say this. I, I said it yesterday. I think Miami has the has a real look at the best bet on the card this week. Yeah, the that absolute was, best bet on the well, card. Well, the other thing is uh, the game last week. The good news is this is archived. Yeah, it's well, fun. well, listen, you you know they showed signs of life with Rosen at quarterback and hung around with Dallas for a long time, and the Chargers. Uh, could be 0-3 if Vinatieri didn't miss kicks, and now they got to fly cross-country and play a breakfast football game. And they don't have Gordon yet. And, you know, they got a, they got a hard time finishing drives off. The, the one thing I'll say, and, and you can attest to this, John, this could be a historically bad football team, and they can go 0-16. But as if, if, you, if you haven't – the people that listen to this every week – when when you sit there and you rattle off your little homework assignment and you throw the numbers out, know this. Miami can go 0 and 16, but the odds maker's goal is at the end of the year, Miami is 8 and 8 yeah. against the spread. And oh, that 100%. That one last week could have gone either way too at the end. There was just had there been just a little bit less time. So, this is kind of this this is a high spread too. So we were talking about it. We'll make this our our second radio pick, right? I mean, do you have a better one than that? I agree. As, of, as of today, I'd say I honestly, right, let's I go. Let's shoot for the two and zero oh with with Miami. I, I think I I think I think Miami. Yeah, and I then think, we got lucky. The, see the Jets. The Jets. We got incredibly lucky there. The pick six, or I don't think we had any chance. But that Miami one could have gone either way. So. Uh, 
so sometimes luck helps you. you know? But in those spots, you have a lot going for you, getting such a high number. Things well, like that happen. Brady and goes I, out. And, I'll, and I will, I'll throw another one at you, and I, can, and I know you do the in-game trading and halftime wagers. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I mean, you, you would have looked at that game and said, there's no way I'd step up to the plate uh, with the Bengals in the second half. I mean, they couldn't do anything. Uh, Josh Allen made a just a horrible throw, and then it's a pro team that had yet to win, and it's human nature. Buffalo thought that game was in the cookie jar. What did we say all week long? I told you, I said, the Bills aren't good enough to look by anybody or look ahead to anybody, but when they were up 14 nothing, their mind, when they come out of that locker room, their mind was on, my, on New England and this week's game. And they damn near lost the football game. Um, I, you know, there are these opportunities in games. I'm telling well, you, it, it, so it's let's right there in front it. of your We're face. Doing it. Let's talk about it. We're doing it in reverse. Dub Bills getting seven at home against the Patriots. What are we going to do, guys? You want to go first? Uh, to me, I'm I'm passing. I mean, unless yep. I can get the hook off of seven, I'm not going to lay six and a half. But. If I'm it gets if too. it gets higher though, I feel obligated, especially locally. If we have extra value, I feel obligated to take it. Uh, but I'm not fist pumping on that one. I will say this: well, so the, I did the. Do you think I, they have a shot to win the game outright, Brian? I sure. will say this: I said this at the state uh, the football seminar we did uh, at the beginning of the year, and I did say because I thought I thought what was going to happen. I thought the Bills were going to beat the Jets and lose to the Giants. Um. And handle the Bengals, and be two on one when they got to New England. Now they're three and zero. That the fact they won that game last week was monstrous because it could have ruined Buffalo's season. They can, I mean, it's ridiculous. They can afford to lose this game now because to me, it's between them, the Colts, and the Chargers. Three teams, long way to go, fighting for a wild card spot, and that's the realistic opportunity for the Bills in terms of winning the AFC East. Let's be real, right? But I did say this. I thought in week four, and I said this six weeks ago, I thought the Bills could be, and I said, I think the Bills will beat the Patriots at home in week four. They murdered them last year. On a Monday night, Josh Allen did not play in the game. Derek Anderson was the quarterback. Brady couldn't get a first down. This Bills defense has played really good against uh, New England, and now Josh Allen is playing. Uh, That being said, it's still the Patriots. I'm probably yeah. gonna I'm probably gonna pass on this because the fact that Buffalo won last week, it, yeah, it's like the airs out of they they can afford to lose this, but there's a big difference with New England. Edelman's banged up, Gordon's banged up, Antonio Brown's not there. But the biggest difference maker is Gronkowski is not there, and everybody's ready to throw a parade for the Patriots again. It's not their fault they don't make the schedule. <laughs> All right, they thumped the Steelers, so be it. But then they beat the Jets without a quarterback, and they beat the Dolphins, and everybody's ready to throw a parade for these guys. Yeah. The story's not the New England offense. The story's how good New England's defense has been playing. I think the under might be the play with two really good defenses. Yeah, I would, especially with the total being lower, and if that gets driven up to like seven and a half offshore and we can get eight and a half or nine, I would, I would snap play it there. But at seven... Yeah, you just don't make money betting against the Patriots. I don't know. It just seems to – you always have these home dogs and these great spots. Plus, like he said, they're rolling high. They could – I mean, there's two ways to think. Sure, we could we could lose this game if, if it gets tough or we want to beat these guys so bad. I mean, they're probably 110% in on this game too, but the Patriots just cover these numbers 
And I just, I don't know. And plus, if, if the Bills would have blown the game last week, we'd be getting 10 and a half here. That bothers me a little bit. So, yeah, it just well, doesn't the seem th- like the it has Well, the thing that would, would, would scare people is, oh, my God, you're playing an under in a New England game. But New England's defense is phenomenal. And I think the Patriots are coming in here banged up offensively. <laughs> Honest to God, I, I think the field goal kickers get a lot of work in this game. Yeah, I I my I get it. But myself, I try to those lower forties and higher thirties. I try not to play too many unders. But I mean, the logic's definitely there that that they just squeak out the win, you know, or the Bills can hold them and win outright. Uh, wow, in a low lower scoring game. I just noticed on uh, uh on uh five, uh, it's Baltimore is now seven and a half. Plus one twenty Browns are plus seven and a half no. minus one forty. No, that no, that no, that's the they're just throwing a half point on on it. It's actually halfway between six and a half and seven. That line, right. I do have. So se- let me ask I you have this. seven. The only the only thing I would say to you, and I, and I would just throw this out there, and Mike chime in on the Ravens. Uh, Mike has no problem chiming in. No, on the Ravens. no, I know, <laughs> but you can't. He's not allowed to say we anymore. Uh, the the one thing I would say. Is for Cleveland as pedestrian a start as it is to this season. This is a team has a real chance to start one and five, and that's no joke because next week they got to go to San Francisco and play the Niners, who are coming off a bye. Cleveland has to approach this game like it's a playoff game because the division could be gone this early in the season. Right, so, so getting in seven there. And Baltimore expended a lot of energy in that game against Kansas City. To me, this is a standard take seven points. I have plus yeah. seven. Even. To me, it's a standard value bet on Brown. Standard. Like every pro alive is on it. I mean, this is standard. Like you said, you know they're 110% on the game. You know Baltimore is overvalued. You know the Browns, right. had they had they at least kept that game. And to me, it was super competitive. I know, by the way. Everybody and I and you're not the only one, John. And, and to a degree, you're right. They didn't execute, but everybody's like shooting holes at the Browns, right? Like, no, could have went either they, way. Right they, at the end, they lost to the Rams. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they they lost to uh, you know, right? And if they, the Cardinals or something. My whole point is, if that last, if that first and goal turns into seven points, or or they go for two, miss it, make it, or or if they, if they make it, the spread here is only like four. And so, because because it didn't go their way, it's it's skewed too high, and the Ravens are overvalued. It, this is literally a stand. It was close between this one or Miami for my free pick. Yeah, and, and I would say this to you too, Mike. Uh, you know, just the fact it's a it's a division game. You know, there's there's familiarity there, and that just tends to tighten these things up too. And that is an inflated number. It's definitely inflated. Well, I mean, we always we always play down stuff. I mean, last year. Um, they came in and they beat us. And uh, no, we went there. Sorry, we, we beat yeah. them at home later right, in now, the now season. That's, but the, that's right out of the gate. That's an us and a we. We we. He's French. <laughs> we 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 we. Well, here's the, we don't here's share the your thing. opinion. I, think, I, I just got a couple of our clients that listen to the show every week. Uh, one one just sent me a text that said, "Man, you get bullied on this show all the time." Literally, no, the guy you do. Just got this text. Just, and she, it, it's. A lady, and she's just laughing at me, and she goes, because every week we talk about the Ravens. But no, more importantly, I wanted to ask you guys a question, because we're talking about Ravens from last week. Is there any mathematical edge when you're down 11 to go for two in the fourth quarter? 
I have seen more. It's a great point, Mike. I have seen three games in the last two weeks, and I'm going box of rocks. What was the game? Um, uh, oh, th- th- well, it just happened the other night. Uh, the Redskins game. I mean, the, 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 and, and it happened three other times where I, I, they should never go for two until the fourth quarter. That yeah, he bare, said in the fourth, though. Yeah, but in the fourth, definitely. Let the bare minimum. Wait, no, let me, I'm just telling you. They had these guys. It's like, what are you doing? You, you forced yourself to get two touchdowns. If you kick the extra point and then and you don't get the two, then you're chasing it. But if you kick the extra point there, now all of a sudden you can get a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal. And by doing that idiotic move, you forced your hand to need two touchdowns. We've, you're, you're so dead right about that, Mike. These coaches have no clue how to manage timeouts and to do simple modern math. Yeah, in the first or the I, second quarter, yeah, definitely no value to do that. Fourth, let, yeah, let me different. ask you uh, regarding time betting is just a little segue and then we'll get in some of these numbers before we take our break so i had only one second half wager on um and recommendation of my clients on saturday which was michigan uh i'm I'm well aware you were on wisconsin and so my point is do you try to scoop both sides dave where wisconsin's got this crazy lead at halftime they make michigan pick do you go grab a little something on Michigan, or are you just satisfied knowing you already got Wisconsin? Well, my first bet's pretty much irrelevant to the question. Uh, it just depends which side I see value on. Like, if a team looks complete, and I key the pregame spread, too. But sometimes I'll, and then I'll reverse engineer what I thought the second half spread would have been had they not looked as bad and been competitive. So it's it's a tough question to answer. But, yeah, sometimes sometimes I'll do that. I'll take or I'll just keep my foot on the gas on the same on the same team, but my pregame bet is usually irrelevant. Now, it, it will let me bet if the value's on the other team. One good thing about my pregame bet is I can kind of expose myself more on the other side, knowing that I can't that that I can't lose too much uh, on one certain outcome. So that's the only thing that I would think about uh, that that would relate to my pregame bet. But yeah, either way, it just Got depends. It. I have a client who just texted me, Larry in Colorado. He said, is this Hi, live? Like he thought it was already recorded. Larry, it's live. So anyway. We love I, you, Larry. I, I, so, 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 here, so here's the thing. You didn't, you don't, when you say my pregame bet is irrelevant, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying, I don't want to use the word greedy, but you're in a no-lose situation. You can win both if you take Michigan, but you can't lose both. Yeah, but you surrender. Basically, you surrender. if you just randomly take, go for the middle there and go, well, I can't lose both if I do this, what you're doing long run is just surrendering some of the equity in the first bet. And I don't like to surrender. I just want every bet a value bet. I don't want to go, because let's just say you randomly take the other side. Okay, you're just minus 4.5% on that next bet that's it that's a fact if it has no edge i'm saying so i don't want to make a bet that i'm minus four and a half percent on unless i think that it has value then i'm plus whatever percent so that that's why i don't just randomly do that so how often do you actually make those so i guess it's irrelevant because like you said it's not based upon the first bet right I got well no it'd it probably be matter. it'd probably be it depends on the situation but probably 50 50 where i'm uh, putting more money on the original team or betting the other team, 
But yeah, it's it just depends on the situation. Got it. You guys, well, let me answers. just you tell you. Some numbers, let me just. Does. I'm going to give you some numbers. This is mind-boggling. I know Dave probably knows all these numbers. Mike doesn't know them because I don't release until I get on the radio. But right now, we have had a total of 48 games played in the NFL. The favorites straight up on the money line are 64 percent, 30, 17, and as you remember, that one tie and one. Now, here's the interesting part. When you flip, when you go to the point spread, um, well, I'll, I'll ask you real quick, guys. So it's 30, 17, and 1 favorites winning out right on the money line. What do you think the spread record is? <laughs> Who's got the edge? The dogs or the favorites? It's a uh, I think. I think, the, I, think, I think the dogs a little bit have done better. Am I right? You hit the lottery. So the dogs are 27, 20, and 1. So you go from 30 and 17 money line, which obviously you're not going to be playing money lines on double-digit favorites like uh, the game last week with the Jets, or, you know, like, obviously you could have bet uh, New England on the money line minus a trillion, and then taken the Jets plus the spread, and then you flip that 27-20-1. And, and, Brian, you're a total guy? So what do you think the edge is to the over and the under? Oh, I think the adjustments made week to week. I think it's pretty close. Pretty close. I probably with it probably within uh, three games of five hundred. That was a safe answer. Man, you, man, you're you're good. Four games, twenty two overs, twenty six unders so far this season. Twenty two unders and twenty six under uh, this season. Now here's the crazy. I want to go to the NFL, the NCAA football because we kind of did the show in reverse, hopping into the NFL. Um, Right now, money lines, and I re- I understand you're not gonna you can't play Alabama on the money line. I'm just making a point. This is astronomical and should come down to earth. Eighty six percent of all favorites have won outright. Brian, we've been in the show for four plus years. These numbers are amazing. The favorites right now in college football are two hundred and forty five and forty. That means only 40 underdogs have won outright out of 285 games played. Is that amazing or what? Yeah, but I think the spreads have been a little bit bigger than they have traditionally. But I, I'm not sure on that. Correct. But that's what I think. Yeah, so that, I'm gonna that tell number you, will so it's, change. It's, so the favorites have a 52% edge. Right now, favorites are 146, 133, 6 pushes on the closing number. So you literally go from 245 to 40 to 146 and 133. And last week I had from my guy Troy, he gave me one game, uh, New Mexico. Was it Mike, what was it, New Mexico? Right, on the money line. On the money line, and they were, only, they were minus 175. They were laying four, and they were up 55 to 38. I think with like two minutes left, they won the game by three. Once again, one of those gets put into the category of the 245 wins. It is amazing, though, that if you can find the opportunity on certain money line plays, especially in college football, you get a real big edge so far. Obviously, we know things come down to earth. The totals, amazing, 51%, 136 overs, 144 unders. That's 136 overs. So, again, back to that 50%. And one more uh, thing before our little break we're going to do. I want to tell you guys about baseball. Let's not forget about baseball. Mm -hmm. Brian, you know, and Dave knows, and Mike knows, I love baseball. 
love it. I just can't. I'm going to cry when it ends. Over. I'm, I'm, it's over. It's like a cash ATM machine. But listen, this is important. Dodgers, Atlanta, Houston, Yankees, St. Louis, and after the doubleheader in Washington last night, they all clinched. Oh, there is. Well, you know, you have to basically examine these games and go, do these teams even care before October 1st? Um, needs to win, Twins, Brewers, and Oakland. So, literally, like, again, you got three teams that really care. And the question is, back to you, uh, Brian, you know I love dogs, which is like, why would you lay 400 even if Houston wins? Why would you lay 400 with a team that doesn't care? I mean, you know, again... There's no value in that, as far as I'm concerned. No, I'll let well, you guys other than like, on that. there are a handful of teams that are motivated here, and beyond that, you know, a, a really bad team, you know, guys trying to make a, a, a last impression before the end of a long season. <clears throat> I could see some grenade dogs going off here in the last week. Well, I mean, like I'm looking like first of all, the Mets, for instance, a perfect example. The Mets are out of it. The Mets are out of it. They're playing Miami again tonight. Again, they're, they opened up at 380. They're 470, and they're not in it. Like, you, you're going to lay 470 on a team that's not in it? Or do you just put a flyer on Miami, which you know has just been printing money as a dog? I'm not saying if you're listening to go bet Miami right now. I'm just saying don't lay 470 on a team that has no reason to win. That's insanity, guys. I mean, people don't realize that the playoffs are starting next Tuesday. So, I mean, again, you know, Minnesota has to win. They're laying 200 against the Diamondbacks, the worst team they have. Mike, isn't there a record? They're the worst. They're not. A, they're worse than the Orioles, right? Right, Detroit. Detroit. Right. So Minnesota has to win. So I mean, I could see laying 200 on on Minnesota because at least there's a reason to win. I can't see laying 470 on a team that doesn't care. Um, so again. We'll talk about some more baseball and some more football after the break, but I just wanted to throw those numbers. They're pretty compelling. All right. We'll take a quick timeout, as uh, you alluded to, and we'll be right back. It is Sports Insider Radio. You can check out sportsinsiderradio.com, and you can get hold of the guys at 800-209-1679. Back shortly. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. 
go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com. You know, Dave Id. <laughs> I got, yeah, David. I, not, not any of those other. D. Mill. I will get it. I will get it. David. Uh, we're it's too easy about, to remember. We're, right. we're, no, I'm, I'm an informal guy. You, I apologize. I will never do that again. But you know what? We were talking during the commercial. That UCLA game was insane. Yep, I wrote an L on the paper, which means loss, and I never do that. It just because the second half spread they were up by or they were down by eighteen. The second half, uh, a seven point dog, so getting twenty five. So I think they started right away up fourteen zero second half, and you're and you know you're hopeless at that point. And then to win outright, we were wondering what the what that would have been if that was offered when they were down thirty two. I'm guessing like it was off the board. But in theory, probably like five hundred to one or something. I, I don't know. What it was do you insane. think? It was insane. It, it was nuts. But that that was. Well, you know, it, it's amazing because you guys are talking just to interject about in-game live betting. So I, I in-game live bet one game last night. Uh, Washington down four to two, and it's amazing because you know even when they offer it, you know this, David. They offer it very quickly. Like, man, I got Washington plus one eighty, and before that, literally. Three times I tried to put the bet in, and it kept saying this bet's not offered. Like literally, and then it would come up. It's like literally, it's half the battles knowing what side you want to bet. The other half with the live betting is: are you quick on the trigger? Is your internet connection fast enough to even get the betting? Well, they'll well they'll leave it up during the game, but they slash the limits to like five or ten percent. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Bet Chris, yeah, yeah. they'll have it up yeah. the whole game. Then commercials, they, yeah, they I, uh, the max is like five or ten thousand. Right, so I, it's funny about college football, and you, you, Mike, can get in on this as well. You know, what is your stance, David, on these? You know, Clemson, Alabama. I mean, do you just like? I know you're a dog better. I don't want to say you're a dog better, but I mean, this reminds me of like it's like every year it's the same thing. You know, how many people are going to load up on Alabama? How many people are going to load up on Clemson? How well, many people are going to load up? On, yeah, and then the, the only people that care about the fourth quarter of those games are the betters. You know, that's what I love about it. Right. And then you'll hear the announcer go, this this play was important to some people out there. <laughs> so that's the only entertainment in the fourth quarter of those games. I mean, they're boring. Uh, only a true fan would, would keep watching it. I, w- I would always uh, flip the channel, still do. 
Uh, but yeah, well, no, so sometimes there's you, value. Either way, so let though. me ask you back to. I was on one game last week. I was on uh, Auburn um, at A and I don't know if you were involved in that game or not, but I was on that game. And now I'm looking this week, and again, again, this goes back to this whole like where the public is going to load it. And I wouldn't lay 23 on the road at Arkansas. Um, a and M, like you know, they were laying four and a half at home. They got, they were never in the game, and now they go and they make them a 23 point favorite on the road. My question to you is. If A and M would have won, if A and M would have won by seven and covered the four, would that line be twenty three this week, or is the line made based upon knowing that the public's expecting them to bounce back? Yeah, I don't. I don't think the public is really. Think, well, I don't know, but I don't think they're sitting there. Well, they're going to bounce back and cover twenty three on the road. By the way, I mean go over. I don't think anybody's using that logic. Um, and like, if the spread is lower, maybe like they're minus two or minus six. This is a good bounce back bet. But yeah, minus twenty three on the road isn't really. I don't think anybody really calls. Let's say the twenty three. It's a bounce back. But I, yeah, I, do, I don't know. I don't know. But I prefer with that logic. Like it's a smaller number. Well, then you look at teams like Michigan, where you know you were on Wisconsin. I don't know if you expected it to be that big of a blowout. And then you have Michigan, they, they, they cover the second half, but obviously they don't win the game. And now they're laying 27-and-a-half against Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on that? <laughs> what, well, what's your, what's your opinion there, John? On let's Mr. hear your Magoo. pick. Since we're neutral, let's hear your pick on that one. You obviously like Mike, the other side, you, Rutgers. I mean, I just think the points are – I think it's an emotion. I think that line would have been 21 if, it, if the game ended 14-10. Michael, I just think that they bake in these lines based upon the exact thing that Brian always says, which is throughout the last game. Michael, how about college Saturdays? I mean, morning, noon, and night. Uh, you know, how how crazy has that been for you the first month here? Well, it's like it, look you you have to get eased into it because after between Saturday and between Sunday football day, it's just you have to pace yourself because there's especially on Saturday there's so many games. I have Premier League soccer going on at 7 a.m., so before the games even basically kick off at noon, Premier League is finishing up. I know uh, I know David is going to be getting into that for us for next year. We're going to make him uh, open up a new avenue into international I'm gonna, soccer. I'm going to uh, get into hockey, and I've, 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 I, I would bet markets... guy sitting next to you. I, I bet market things... From you. Yeah. I bet market things in, in hockey, meaning uh, discrepancies on lines... Or or the big series prices or the series, I'll bet those postseason is what I mean. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of get my feet wet with the regular season. Be like this well, great like, man for the for the listeners out there. Let's delve into this because we got a little bit of time. You know, everybody we talk about this every week. Everybody has a different approach, and we'll just keep it like Dave's approach is you're a high volume better. I mean, I, I think last week you were. I know you were seventy nine plays. Were is that right? Yeah. So I think you were I actually I had that you were 40 and 33 according to our man uh down south in Georgia. I think he said you I mean you might have more I'm saying that just you released to your clients. So I mean like what do you say to the average I'll guy? I'll take that every week. Shit? I mean shit. What do I say to the, sorry, uh, sorry no, not. <laughs> Um what do you say to the average guy out there that you know my style is, is I'm running algorithms and I have guys that pinpoint and isolate the fewest possible plays 
because a they have their own way to skin the cat. They win, and they're very low volume. And then you win, and you're very high volume. I think that let's. It's important to talk about the emotional aspect. You just don't. We talked about this in your videos at your website at Vegas Ringers on your Insider Alliance page. You simply just are not the guy sweating every game. Correct? No. I mean the guy list. No, I don't sweat. I don't sweat just one game. And then the other thing is, some of the people only want like one pick. So you could have a huge day, but if you gave them one of the losers, they're upset and emotional. I try to pick a lot of games to kind of to go. Okay, there's there's edges in every game, so it kind of plays itself out uh, to a profit almost every couple weeks. So I I'm mean, proud of that. But yeah, right, no sweating one flip, game, no. Right, but the flip side is that is again your your percentage. You're going online. You're going on Instagram. You're posting your tickets. You're betting, you know, a dime to five dimes to ten dimes a game in the casinos. But the the thing is, the clients they get a little emotionally clouded because they see that and they don't understand the reference to the larger bankroll. We obviously don't have to get into your own money. Well, that's why I say one percent. That's why I tell everybody one percent. So my average bet last week was like seven thousand, maybe, and uh, yeah. So if if one percent of your cash bankroll. Is how I do it because I have so many plays too. Sometimes the first half, sometimes press one up. Um, so so that's why I go lower. But and then other people that say two percent—that's what the consensus thinks. You should do two percent. Uh, they don't have as yeah, many plays. Yeah, but for people out there that are listening, one percent at an average of seventy-seven hundred dollars a game, it means that. And I'm not saying you did or didn't, but that's for the guys out there listening to put it in perspective that all want to be like David. You know, they used to say, be like Mike. They want to <laughs> be like David. That's 562000 in action last No, week. I had it, I had 800. I had about 800000 in pending. That's... Okay, right. And so my point is, you're, you know, you mark UCLA as... Loser, but by no means are you breaking a sweat. And I think it's no. important for the people out there to understand and listen that, you know, when you're dealing with real money in Vegas, this is not credit. This is real cash. This is treating the betting as a business. It's much different than your bookmaker giving you a line of credit every week and you playing it like it's an adult video game. I literally have, I mean, we already have access from our man down south. I mean, I got 10 tickets from you already that you've played. And so I'm sure you have plenty more that you're going to be sending his way. And the thing is, it's really important because, you know, I get commentary, and I think the biggest thing for us, Michael can attest to this, we like talking to our clients, but the individual commentary on each individual game is so meaningless to the bottom line ROI. Don't you agree? The commentary? Yeah. No, you're just you're on to the next place, how I look at it. I mean, so some of your people get frustrated. Well, I want only three plays, or I don't want to have to keep logging in. The thing is, though, I'm releasing each play when i see market condi so i already know all the plays most of them and when i see the market conditions kind of saying this number's going bye bye or i just sense something or no syndicates on it or whatever are about to load up that's when i'll tell everybody and and everyone that follows us is seeing it when we release it the play usually starts to move so so the timing of the bet being one of being actually the most important thing yeah, it's just, okay, fire on to the next play. Sometimes now if it gets better, okay, we'll put a little bit more or uh, market conditions have a first half, 10.5 at some sharp spots. But other sharp spots, and locally we can get 11. 
okay, let's fire the 11 because it's on the high end of the market, stuff like that. So that's why it's all random and all over the place when I'm releasing the plays. And I'm not perfect, but I mean, most of them close good, and so I'm proud of that. Right. So for somebody that, you know, when you tell somebody you were 40 and 33 last week and you said, I'll take that every week, again, there's that whole money management aspect is, you, you know, you're not sitting there, you know, oh, like, you know, because at any given time, you don't know in what order the 33 losses come versus the 40 win. I mean, it'd be great. Oh, it started out bad. Know, 10 it winners was, in a row. Yeah, it was like 1 and 8 in the morning. It started out because there was a few first half bets that lost. And so it was a rough start. And then the afternoon killed it. Um, but yeah, and then the people. So, how are you mentally off the one and eight? That's what I wanted the clients to I'm actually fine. hear. Who? Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's right. long run. Like people that sweat one or two games, it's just that's an amateur. Everything's just long run. Are you getting your money in good or bad? If it's if it's getting in good, uh, you'll have a profit over a big sample. That's just the way I approach it. I used to play video poker too for a living, for also to make some money. And and every hand was just another hand. You'd have a one or two percent edge play millions of hands it plays itself out and you get and it would it was crazy too it would come right around the the number so if you had a one percent edge um it would literally over a big sample play itself out so close to the one percent it was crazy but yeah everything's just long run yeah i would never get emotional yeah, off topic off topic since you're sitting next to a, a renowned horseman have you ever gotten into horse handicapping yeah well well the pick sixes had a um the the overlay there was an overlay on on a few of the progressives so we didn't know much about horses but since it was a positive expectation bet we did we went for two pick sixes we hit one of them and, and our strategy was to box out uh a, a few of the games and then we Mike's getting real excited cuz he we, can run right over to Pimlico he'll be harassed Well, there, well, pick sixes now. well I don't know he probably knows this too sometimes the pick sixes get high where uh, there's a you're at a positive expectation bet, you know, because in theory the lottery can get to a certain point. Any state lottery could get to a certain point where well, it's actually let, profitable. Let me let me ask you this: How big were how how big were the tickets to our, hit those? Our t- the picks, well, because the, the the average Joe has no shot at a pick six. Well, and we when all, you get the overlaid price, you're basically the average guy who's trying to hit, take down the pick six with a $24 wager it was, is going against a syndicate that's putting in a $24 well, there's, ticket. There's many syndicates, but what happened was one of the video poker players, uh, he was he he came to the idea, he came with the idea to, and presented it to us. He said, do you want to pool our money and we'll go for it? And there was four of us and we all invested. I think we each invested uh, 15000 We hit it, but unfortunately, we, lo- we lost money because too many money. of the favorites. The favorites win. Yeah. Well, no, but we were, yeah, we were banking on, on... Okay, so we boxed out a few of the games, and we were banking on one of the other... On one of the games where we boxed out every combination that at least one of the... It was like literally no, all three... Came, fav- favorites all three, yeah. all three favorites won in the ones where we boxed no, you, out. You, so you we lost one. money. But it was a positive expectation thing. Uh, it was kind of fun, too. We've done bingo. We've done it all. I mean, if yeah. there's an edge, the people around me find it, and they come to me, and we and we do it. Or I've found some of yeah. them. Uh, so what's on the weekend slate, fellas? Look at that. Phone's always we're, ringing we're, off the we'll hook. We'll be here in the office. <laughs> we'll be in-game trading. We'll be first having. Well, actually, I'm more of a second-half guy. Uh, Mike is front lines he's talking 
one of these guys, and, you know, he tries to get a lot of his clients to listen. I mean, what would you say to the guy? Let's do one thing. We have a lady, I know we got a few minutes left, that always listens from Maryland. She's a University of Maryland alumni. Let's break down this Penn State game for what, what do we think on this Maryland game? Penn State's coming down. They're laying six and a half. It's almost near a key number. What do we think, guys? It's not one of my favorite games, I'll tell you that. I mean, I, I, I how, how does Maryland react? I mean, it was a look-ahead spot. Were they so invested in this game, or are they flawed? You know, and, and Penn State... Penn State runs hot and cold. They're too inconsistent for me, but they they've got the they've got the better team. So we'll wait for a seven. How about that? Ah, I like it. I like it. We have to talk about I the like price it. in any in any analysis. Tell her to wait for a right, seven so, or and pass. That's the thing. Right, and that's the takeaway for most people that are listening. Is you're not a fan, right, uh, David? You're not. You know, Mike is a fan. Admittedly, you're not a fan. You're just. It's all about the number. The number, because in theory, every number is positive expectation or minus, and you just got to figure it out. And I mean, the, the bad, the bad thing for Maryland. It out, if you I, guys want to figure it out, you can call here, and uh, we'll help you figure it out. And uh, we have all the options and all the ways to win, and all the different syndicates at our fingertips. And again, like I said in the beginning of the show, I know less about these games than the average client that I'm talking to, and that's why I win more than the average client I'm talking to. Because guys like you, Dave, guys like Mike, guys like Kenny, guys like that, everybody we deal with, they all have our, their own way to skin a cat and we pull it together and uh well, how, we put our can I give one more right. answer what if we think sure. the line what if we think the line is right on but if we see a four and a half Saturday morning we'll lay it but if we see a seven and a half we'll take it because we think this six and a half is an efficient number how about that answer it's a great answer I so think the, the, I think the other answer is to it you, you're leaning but you're not convinced it's a play is wait till it kicks off and then then you find your advantage in play Right, like if I liked the dog there, though, uh, I would, and it was all all leans. I'll play all my leans if I can get a half point more than the going rate. So, for example, if it's a flat six and a half, they're offshore, and I have a lean, then I will take a seven minus one ten because in theory there's no takeout. All right, boys. And you, another another fun week. SportsInsiderRadio.com. I know you guys will be sitting by the phone. You want to chat to the fellas? Give them a shout. Eight hundred. 209-1670. Michael, best of luck to your Ravens this week, buddy. Thank you, thank you. All right, we always appreciate it. David Miller in studio. Thanks to John and Mike. You can check out sportsinsiderradio.com and the number to call is 800-209-1679. Time's starting to fly by. Week four of the NFL. College football rolling right along. Hockey next week. And then basketball in the on-deck circle and the Major League Baseball playoffs onto the World Series. Lots on the docket. Check it out at sportsinsiderradio.com.